0: Tailgating season is here. Create the ultimate tailgating package this season. Grab yourself some Man Cave Light and Dan Good Burgers, only available at High V in Eau Claire. And don't forget the brats. Visit Mike's Star Market in Eau Claire to grab some Man Cave Light brats and many other flavors to choose from. Upgrade your tailgating game this year. Welcome to the Man Cave Podcast. I'm your host Dan Casper. As always, thanks for tuning in to the Man Cave Podcast. Brandon Berg is going to be joining me again here in just a little bit. We got another edition of Top Five Plus. We're looking at the top fictional quarterbacks. So people who have played quarterbacks in like movies or or TV shows and that sort of thing. But uh, we're going to lead off the podcast talking some Packers preseason football because game one tonight we're recording this on Friday August 11th so the first preseason game is tonight and I've got I'm making the case where you can watch every position there's something to watch for every position group for the Packers so let's go through it one I know a lot of people are going to be paying attention to how Jordan Love looks Last couple years, you know, his rookie year, we didn't see him in preseason. It was the COVID year, there was no preseason. So we didn't get a glimpse of Jordan Love. Year after that, we got our first glimpses of Jordan Love, and then last year got some more glimpses of Jordan Love. Now he is the starter. So everybody uh, from just Packers fans to to the national peeps out there, all eyes are going to be focused on Jordan Love. Like last night, for example, when when the Texans and the Patriots were playing, C.J. Stroud was out there. A lot of people paying attention to C.J. Stroud and he only played two series, but you know, threw a pick and got a sack and now people, that's like a talking point here this morning about C.J. Stroud's first, uh, first glimpse of him as a, as a starting quarterback. Majority of eyes as soon as he steps out on that field are going to be on number 10. Now I'm sure there's going to be some overreactions after the game. Um, you know, I'm sure on Monday when we're back, we'll have some overreaction, maybe even some hot takes, uh, on that. You know, I would say just, just be cautious here a little bit. Just, just, you know, take a deep breath and don't overreact to whether it's a positive thing or, or a negative thing. But we all know our first glimpses are going to be on the quarterback, paying attention to Jordan Love and how he looks. Does he look comfortable? So when, when I, when, when. I'm watching Jordan Love tonight. I'm not necessarily going to be, again, looking at the play calls. I just want to see how's his footwork. You know, is he aggressive? This is the time to be aggressive, I I feel like. I I feel like this is the time to, you know, not just dink and dunk and do checkdowns all the time. Push the ball down the field here a little bit. Work on your timing. You know, work out that stuff. This is is the time to do it. Not in a regular season. But I just want to see... You know the fundamentals uh, of of Jordan Love. I want to see how he commands that offense. I wouldn't even mind, and I don't know what what like the situation's going to be or what Lafleur has planned or or anything like that. But I wouldn't mind you know kind of seeing maybe running a little hurry up just to get a little bit of experience in there, maybe a quicker pace. I just I, I'm looking at the intangibles. I'm looking at the fundamentals when it comes to to Love here tonight. Not not the statistics. You know, not necessarily that, you know, how many touchdown passes, how many yards uh, he's thrown for. I just want to see, you know, his footwork, arm strength, composure, that sort of stuff when it comes to love tonight. Not whether he, you know, leads them to multiple touchdown drives or, or anything like that or or a win. Just, you know, this is our third year now that we're going to see love, you know, getting some preseason work in. You, you you look for continued growth. And we know he's got a strong arm in that. So I, I hope we can kind of see that on display, too, and not just, you know, checking it down and playing it safe all the time when it's preseason football. So Jordan Love, number one. Obviously, everybody's going to be paying attention to him, focusing on him. How does he look? After that, you know, I don't know what the plan's going to be for for the offensive line. You know, if we're sticking around the offensive side here for, for now, I don't know what the plan's going to be in terms of starters for offensive line, who's all going to play. Like, I honestly, I'd be surprised if, like, David Bakhtiari plays tonight. So, you know, maybe not even Elton Jenkins. But after that, I think everybody's in play. And so that's Josh Myers at center, which, what, a little over a week ago now, we've seen Zach Tom take some reps at that number one center spot. Seems like it's kind of calmed down here a little bit, but one thing that's kind of popped up throughout this whole training camp and preseason for for the Packers has been some some botched snaps and some miscommunication between uh, the center Josh Myers and and the quarterback. So I think this is a, an important preseason for for Josh Myers out there. But it'll be interesting to see. You know, does Zach Tom tonight play exclusively at right tackle? Does he get reps? At center, and when he gets those reps, at what point is he is he taking reps at center with with love, with like the number one unit? Are they going to mix and match because, you know, I think that's still an open position. And if Bakhtiari isn't playing, which I don't think he will, but never say never. How many opportunities? You st- I I still feel like you got to get Yash Neiman in with some reps at right tackle too. You know, no Bakhtiari. Yash is going to be starting at left tackle. I would imagine. But you still got to get him some reps at right tackle. So I'm paying attention to the offensive line. I'm paying attention to the depth of this offensive line. You know, guys like Sean Ryan, who second year, all accounts, has had a really good camp. Let's see it on the field. We didn't see much of him, hardly at all, in his rookie year for a third-round pick. So... I want to see him out on that field, and I want to see him winning his one on ones. I want to see him dominating at the line of scrimmage because if if there was an offensive lineman that I think might be kind of a little bit nervous, I think he makes a team, but maybe on that line, you know, a guy like Royce Newman, you know, Royce Newman, who got a lot of playing time earlier in his career, got some starts and such, but you know, is he a right tackle? Is he a guard? You know, he's kind of been inconsistent at certain points. So I'm looking at the offensive line depth here and, and, you know, the other tackles too, like the massive Caleb Jones. You know, those guys. So I want to see the offensive line play. Not just, you know, the the starting position battles, but the depth of that offensive line. Obviously, when you talk about the offense and what we're going to be looking for in preseason games, you got to look at the tight ends too. You know, this is going to be the first glimpse for a lot of people with these rookie tight ends, Musgrave, Tucker Craft. You know, this is going to be the first glimpse for a lot of people to see these guys in action, see them on a field, running around, that sort of stuff. How much of an impact will we see those guys have on the game? I mean, we, we never know that, but, you know, again, I think when you look at what what are you going to be paying attention to for those guys, it's... It's the small stuff right away. It's, you know, running the right routes. It's understanding the play calls. It's not, you know, offsides or, or holding or, 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 penalties or anything like that. Just doing your job, just doing your job and maybe even making some plays over there too. When, when you get the opportunity to go out there if love or, or, or Clifford or whoever's the quarterback and you're out there and you get a chance to make a play, go make a play, go make a play. Gain that confidence. Prove to yourself and prove to the world that, yeah, you are an NFL tight end. You are an NFL player out there. You can say that for everybody on this. But I know a lot of people are excited to see these young tight ends, these rookie tight ends in action. Uh, And this will be the first glimpse for a lot of people here tonight. And and Tyler Davis, too. I mean, again, last year you heard praise from from the coach I think it was was it GM Brian Gudikens and such but praise about Tyler Davis I remember asking uh, Rob Demosky about it last year and he was even kind of like yeah that's kind of surprising and then you didn't see a whole lot of him in in like uh offensive action I think even in preseason he struggled especially in blocking and he's mostly there for for special teams but you've been hearing stuff that hey he's actually having a good camp I know he made a sweet catch at family night and such but I'd like to see an improvement from him, especially in the in the blocking department, and that's one thing with the tight ends I want to see is them able to block. You know, I know earlier on in camp and training camp the rookies Musgrave had some issues with uh, with the blocking, but I want to see them able to do that, hold their own, you know, hold their own against defensive edge rushers, linemen, whatever the case may be. So. Yes, those tight ends, the 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 wide receivers. Again, now I don't I don't know what the plan's going to be for Romeo and and Watson. You know, with Love out there, are they going to still throw Watson and, and Dobbs out there so he has some of those guys to work with? You would think so? But I keep going back to what Matt Lafleur also said earlier in camp, and and the comment was for us to be at our best. We have to all be available. And he was talking about, you know, players being out on the field, being able to practice, being healthy, being able to play. So to me, it's going to be interesting to see how LaFleur decides who plays, how much they play. When you go back to that comment he made earlier on, and I completely agree with him. And knock on wood, Green Bay has been pretty pretty good right now with injuries and, and training camp. Now you got games you got guys flying around and, and trying to make the team. You're, you're gonna the, the chances of injury are gonna be increased tonight. But it'll be interesting to see I feel like how much you know do they put Watson and Dobbs out there because they are the 1-2 wide receivers. But they got all youngsters behind them so do you want to kind of, you know, keep them safe and and don't want to expose them to an injury? Or do you throw them out there so they can continue to grow with with Jordan Love? But, you know, after those two, I'm excited to see Jaden Reed. I want to see him in action. I want to see growth from Samari Torre. I want to see Wicks. You know, we've been hearing about him, even getting some reps with the ones the other day. Heath, he was on, uh, you know, my preseason watch list. Rookie undrafted out of Mississippi. So there's some other receivers that I'm I'm excited to to kind of see in action tonight outside of Watson and Dobbs. There's there's some there's some positioning going on. There's some battles going on with that depth. There's not a ton of talent right now. Right? At least from you know when you look at it on paper. But I think there's gonna be some some good stuff. I know Samari Torre was initially listed as you know, that slot receiver, that, that third receiver, if you will. But Jaden Reed in the last few days has been getting more reps at that spot over Samari Torrey. So I'm looking for growth from Torrey. I'm looking, you know, I'm again, I'm excited about Jaden Reed, Malik Heath, Dontavian Wicks to see these guys in action, to see them make some plays. And again, if they get the opportunity to make a play, the ball's thrown to you, make the catch. I you know look at there's not a better example, I don't think, than like Jamon Moore. Remember from a few years ago when Green Bay went fourth, fifth, sixth round or whatever it was for wide receivers, it was Jamon Moore, it was MVS and it was Equinymus St. Brown. Jamon Moore was a fourth round pick, guy couldn't catch in preseason. Didn't play. It wasn't on the active roster, it wasn't on the you know, fifty three. So if you're a receiver, there's opportunities here to make this team. But if your number's called, and the ball's getting thrown to you, make the play make the catch. Do your job. Do your job. Defensively, you know, if we're going to see Wyatt, some of those other guys, we keep hearing about Wyatt looking really good in camp. If he's out there, I want to see him dominating the line of scrimmage. I want to see him winning one-on-one. Again, we're not going to see schemes. We're not going to see exotic blitzes. You know we're not going to see any of that. So what are you looking for? What am I looking for? I'm looking at can you beat the man across from you? Can you beat him one on one? Can you get in the backfield? Can you cause havoc on that defense or on that offensive line? Can you can you pancake whatever? Can you just get in the backfield, stopping the run, getting after the quarterback, making some plays? It, it's hard to really kind of pinpoint. Well, I want to see him do this, 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 this. We don't know if he's going to play but after after you know the starting defensive lineman, I want to see Carl Brooks, I want to see Colby Wooden. I mentioned those two guys earlier on when we were doing our training camp preview position preview series, and those are two rookies that were just you know coming in and and they're a little bit of a different uh skill set here, but I was just watching a video the other day uh I think it was at uh, joint practice could have been but Colby Wooden laying out Royce Newman. Laying him out. And he's got that intriguing body type. He's 6'4, like 275, maybe a little undersized for a 3'4 D end. Maybe just a scotch too big for a stand up 3 4. Or maybe he can do both. He's that guy, remember through the draft process when we were talking about him. You know, scouts or coaches were saying nobody's going to outwork him. He's a coach's dream. Kid from Auburn. So I'm excited to see him on the field and what he can bring to the table. Again, I'm, I think he's a guy that Joe Barry could probably line up in different spots. We probably were not, are not going to see that. But from all accounts, again, he's been having a good camp. I want to see that in games. Carl Brooks has been having a good camp. I want to see that. And then, you know, you're looking at the edge rushers. Lucas Van Ness, it starts with him. We're, we're not going to see Rashawn Gary. I don't think we're going to see Preston Smith, but we're going to see Lucas Van Ness. This is going to be our first glimpse for a lot of people who maybe aren't too familiar with him or didn't, didn't see him a whole lot when he was playing with Iowa. You look at him in person, I mean, the guy is, looks like a Greek guy. I mean, he's a big dude, powerful dude. But how does he look? Rushing from two-point stance, putting his hand in the dirt, is he beating the tackle? Is he over pursuing? Is he getting, you know, enveloped by a tackle? How does Lucas Van Ness look? He's probably like one of the top people or players that we're going to be paying attention to when it comes to this preseason game tonight. Is he beating that tackle? Is he getting after the quarterback? How does he look in run support? And then after that, you know, I'm looking at, uh, you know, Enoch Barre, who last year, rookie, got some playing time with the, with the Rashawn Gary injury. But are we going to see some growth from We haven't really heard that name a whole lot this year, right? Yeah, you, you haven't really heard that name a whole lot. you got Lucas Van Ness. You've got, you know, Justin Hollins coming back, who was a pickup last year uh, after the Rams released him. You haven't really whole, heard a whole lot about Enoch Bari, and he's listed you know, third, third team on the depth chart. But we saw some glimpses from the rookie last year. Is he a guy that's going to get lost in a shuffle here? Or is he going to come out and use these preseason games to say, don't forget about me. I can still help out this defense. I can still make some plays. Linebacker-wise, again, are we going to see Campbell? I don't know. Uh, Quay Walker. I don't know. But after that, I think you got to look at okay, what do they got for depth? Isaiah McDuffie's back. You know, he, he's still there. Eric Wilson was an addition last year for, from the Packers, came over from the Vikings again. Initially, he was brought over a lot of special teams experience. But those are the next two on the depth chart. Isaiah McDuffie, we've seen him for the last couple of years but the one guy I'm I'm really intrigued to see and he made some plays in family night and he's kind of going through a little bit of a position change is Tariq Carpenter. Now, Tariq Carpenter was a safety last year that I really liked through the draft as a late pick. But he was a big safety, kind of that, you know, linebacker safety hybrid coming out of Georgia Tech. And it seems like this year Packers have really focused on him playing you know, that inside linebacker role. I look at him as, you know, I look at a guy like that, a player like that that has to go out there who's had a good camp. But if he wants to really solidify his spot on this team, he's got to go out there and win and and stand out in these preseason games. He's got to be a factor in these games. He's got to be all over the field. He's got to be making some plays. So, number 24, Tariq Carpenter. If you're seeing that guy kind of lined up around, maybe he's closer to the line of scrimmage, more in the box. He's a guy that I think has to have a really good preseason, and and I'm curious to see how he looks playing in that uh, inside linebacker spot this year. You know, and speaking of the safeties, everybody's going to be paying attention to that, right? We know Darnell Savage is going to be a starter, but then it's like, who else? Rudy Ford, Jonathan Owens, Tarvarius Moore. We know Dallin, Dallin LeVette is going to make the team mostly for special teams. So that takes a safety spot there. Then after that, it's like, okay, you're going to have your two starters. That's three. How many safeties do you carry? To me, this safety position is going to be a very intriguing position group to watch this year or during this preseason, because the question is, is how many of those safeties do you keep? How many of those safeties are you going to keep? You know, Dallin's going to be on there because of special teams. So after that, you got your two starts, you got three. Do you only carry one more? Do you carry a total of five? Can you afford that? A lot depends on the other position groups on this team, but I think it's going to be a battle. Rudy Ford, I think, is going to make the team. You, you factor in his special teams on there. Darnell Savage is going to make the team. So that's three. Is there one more opening on this group? Maybe two more. Tarverius Moore's got the speed coming over from uh, San Francisco. Jonathan Owens had a breakout year last year. He's been getting a lot of reps. Lately now with the 1s. And I'm still high on Anthony Johnson Jr., the the rookie safety. Seventh-round pick, maybe he's a guy that you can sneak on the practice squad. You know, because once in a while you will see in preseason, a lot of times you see it with quarterbacks, but sometimes you'll see teams not play some of their back-end guys a whole lot and a lot of that time is strategy. it's strategy they don't want to put a lot of film out on those guys they probably like a guy a lot but they want to sneak him onto the practice squad so they probably you know they don't want to showcase them a whole lot for other teams to to watch be like ooh, that guy yeah he's good but is he actually going to make green bay they don't have enough roster spots let's keep an eye on him so when he's cut on cut day let's make a move and and pick him up and put him on our active roster I don't know if Anthony Johnson Jr. is going to be a guy like that, but I'm I'm still high on Anthony Johnson Jr. I just look at the guys in front of him. It's not great depth at safety. I mean, we're not talking like he's behind two all pros or anything like that. But I just wonder, is there enough for him to be on the 53-man? Maybe he's a guy that sneaks onto the practice squad. But I'm excited to see Anthony Johnson Jr., If we get to see enough of him. Because I think he brings a unique skill set. Being that former corner, a physical corner, now in the safety spot. He ain't afraid to help out and run support. He's got that coverage experience being a corner. But safety group is going to be, to to me, one of the, the, the position groups to watch in these preseason games. There's jobs on the line here. And then, you know, you got the corners. Jair, I don't think, is going to play. I don't think Rasul Douglas is going to play. You've been hearing a lot about Carrington Valentine, the rookie. Again, he's one of my guys that I highlighted the other day. You're going to see a lot of him, I think, in the preseason. You're going to see him lined up in in, in the slot. You're going to see him lined up outside. You're going to see, you know, the Packers line him up in different spots to get that experience because I think they're very high on him. He's been getting some reps with ones, Uh, so I think he's going to be a guy that's going to get a lot of playing time in this preseason. Then after that, I mean, you got Jair, you got Rasool, you got Keyshawn Nixon. We don't know yet about Eric Stokes. Carrington's on there. Maybe a spot or two spots, is that going to be Shamar Jean Charles, who... I like, but you just kind of wonder his size. He's a small guy, but he makes some plays once in a while. Enos Gaines is an intriguing player, former safety. They've got him listed as a slot corner, second one on the depth chart. Corey Ballantyne that's been over there for a little bit too. A lot of this kind of depends on Eric Stokes, I think, too. Like How many corners do they keep? Because... If Eric Stokes comes back at some point in the preseason, you're going to carry him on the 53. Do they hold him out so they can keep him on the pup and he misses the first few weeks of the season? Then you open up another roster spot for this cornerback group. But when you're watching these games and you're looking at the corners, pay attention to number 37. Keep your eye on number 37. That's Valentine. Been hearing his name a little bit more. Let's see him in a game action now, too. And finally, special teams, right? Everybody's going to be looking at the kicker, Anders Carlson. How is he looking? I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't mind a lot of field goal opportunities just to to get more work in there. So we're going to be looking at that. Um, And then, you know, do we actually have a legit punting competition? Pat O'Donnell's the, the veteran. But this kid, Daniel Whalen, has been showing off his leg. So I mean, could we, could we actually have a punting competition going on here? He's a big kid, six five, UC Davis. Be kind of curious to see what the rotation looks like uh, between the punters over there. Jaden Reed, I expect to see him get some punt and kick returns. You know, I don't know how much Keyshawn Nixon is going to play, or if he's going to play at all. I forgot to, to hit up the running backs because I don't expect Aaron Jones to play. I don't know if A.J. Dillon's going to play. Lou Nichols, I thought, had the had the run or had the leg up potentially as as a third running back. He got dinged up. He's, he's a rookie this year. So now I think that opens the door for Patrick Taylor again. You know, he's been around for a couple years. Tyler Goodson, last year's. He was my last year's guy, undrafted, out of Iowa, smaller running back, but made plays in preseason last year. Kind of reminded me of like a third down back. But maybe this opens the door for Tyler Goodson to be on that 53. So, you know, assuming we're not going to see Aaron Jones and and probably not a whole lot of A.J. Dillon, if any at all, this is an opportunity for these other running backs to win that third running back spot. There's a battle there. There's a battle there. Patrick Taylor, Goodson, Lou Nichols. Got Emmanuel Wilsons on there too. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. And then Brandon Berg joins me. Top 5 Plus Fictional Quarterbacks. Get ready to rev up your driving experience at Toys and Ford, your ultimate destination for top-notch vehicles and exceptional service. Whether you're in the market for a sleek new car, a rugged truck, or a versatile SUV, Toys and Ford has the ride that suits your style and needs. Toys and Ford's commitment to quality and customer satisfaction is unmatched. Experience the thrill of driving a Ford, backed by their dedicated team's expertise. Don't miss out on the best in automotive excellence. Visit Toys and Ford today or explore their inventory at toysandford.com. Hey there, smart shoppers. Get ready to experience the ultimate grocery adventure at Hy-Vee in Eau Claire. From fresh produce to gourmet delights, Hy-Vee is your go-to destination for quality and variety. Explore their aisles brimming with everything you need. Whether it's a family feast or a quick snack, they've got you covered. Every aisle is an adventure in good taste. And if you need a cold beverage afterwards, stop by the bar at Wahlburgers to quench that thirst. Shop smart. Shop happy. Shop Hy-Vee. Elevate your shopping game at Hy-Vee in Eau Claire today. My top five, Brandon's got his top five. My top five, I, I, I also have some player comps, so I compared these quarterbacks to legit NFL quarterbacks here too. So without further ado, let's jump into it. Are you ready to do this? I think so. Honorable mentions first, Brandon. Your honorable mentions for fictional quarterbacks. Best, top, whatever you want to use. Best or top, favorite, I don't care. Can I look at my phone now? Yes.
1: Okay. I have three.
0: See, I've got mine memorized. So okay. you added another one now. I did. Okay.
1: I did, but there was one that I don't think I've heard anybody say. All
0: right.
1: So uh, actually, two of my three I have not heard anybody say. The one I will say that people have said: Junior Floyd okay. from Little Giants. Yep. Kind of tough for me to have many higher, just simply because you know it's he's a kid. He's like fifth grade or whatever. Like it's yeah.
0: okay.
1: He's on the right path though. Yep. I think. Yep. My second one, Arnold from Hey Arnold in the episode where they play football.
0: Jesus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> one
1: thing you will come to find I, know, I like about my quarterbacks generally is they need to be really smart. Okay. And he was he was dialing up some crazy trick plays.
0: So, I mean, now that you And got,
1: plus he has a football-shaped head.
0: So, I mean, now are we going to get whoever threw the ball and hit Marsha Brady in the face too? No, but that's a really good one. <laughs> All right. And my other one... Lance Harbor
1: mm-hmm. from Varsity Blues. Varsity Blues. He had a full ride to Florida State before he got his leg got destroyed.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Went right. on
1: to become what we assume to be a very successful coach,
0: high school coach. Yeah. Or, you know, so, yeah. all right. Well, I got two honorable mentions, yeah. so I might as well lead off with this one. Lance Harbor. There we go. Was an honorable mention to me. You look at that form that Paul Walker has watching that movie Varsity Blues. It looks like that dude has played quarterback right. before. Right? He, yeah, it's it looks legit. It's a legit pro football quarterback form. Good release point. Looks com, got you know command of the offense. You know, all state Texas. Dad's got the billboard in his in his front yard. Looks, I mean, got the intelligence. The downfall. Why he's an honorable mention for me, the knee injury. <laughs> The Knee injury, I mean, you know, so I mean, I, I, I can't trust him. Maybe he can work his way back, but you know, see, it sure didn't seem like it. No, and you know, all the injections in there. I mean, he doctor says he tore every ligament he's got, so I can't trust him on there. Got all the talent in the world. My player comp for a guy like Lance Harbor, Matthew Stafford is, is a Matthew Stafford type quarterback, both from Texas, mm-hmm. you know, down there too. So, Lance Harbor, if it wasn't for the knee he would easily be in top five. My other one is another guy with a knee injury. So I can't put him in there. But he reminds me of a Josh Allen-type quarterback. Johnny Utah, point break, Keanu Reeves. Utah, give me two. Ohio State quarterback, went to the Rose Bowl. But that knee injury, man, I can't, I can't trust him there. I like his toughness. I like his grit and his determination. But for this... I just, I I can't put him in my top five. Body reminds me of a Josh Allen. Body reminds me of a Josh Allen type. I just, I, I can't put him in my top five because of that knee injury. He reminds me of that guy from Speed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and another quarterback, maybe, too. That's on some other, some other people's list, too. So, but, uh, all right, those are my honorable mentions. Number five. Number for- five
1: for me, it's been said before already, but Sunshine from Remember the Titans. And I, I won't give you a player comp, but I will give you a visual comp. He looks like Joel Stavi.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm going to jump in here because number five, Sunshine. Yeah. Uh, for me, my player cop, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, it's the hair. It's
1: the hair. It's, it's the, the hair. It's the
0: hair. Trevor Lawrence. But uh, Sunshine, he can run the boot. We've seen him block. He can go out there. He's toughness. He's taken out defenders. You know. Whether it's a guy blitzing and he like throws him over his shoulder, lead block for Rev on the final play. He's got the arm. We, we've seen the arm talent from him. Um, the only thing is, can't really make that pitch sometimes. Yeah. But uh, you know, Not I certain. like the intangibles. I like the intangibles. Reminds me of a Trevor Lawrence. So number five is Sunshine.
1: All right. Number four, Shane Falco.
0: Okay.
1: The replacements, which I'm happy to see that Falco's getting the love. Even though... Bit up and down. I mean, he he had the really bad Sugar Bowl, which kind of hurt his pro prospects a little bit. That's why he ended up being a replacement player. Mm-hmm. But you know what?
0: Fought through it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, my number four from a very underrated movie: Paul Blake, Necessary Roughness. Scott Bakula. Player comp: Doug Flutie. Um, smaller quarterback, older quarterback comes back, but the arm strength. He's got some mobility to him. He's a little, like I said, the smaller quarterback that fits that Doug Flutie there. Team leader. Guys respect him. Grizzly vets on there. Guy that doesn't give up. So, Paul Blake, for me, number four from Necessary Roughness. Shout out, Scott Bakula. Number three for you. Number three for me. I'm going to go with Paul Crew. Which version, or just altogether? I'm,
1: um, I'm much more familiar with the Sandler version, mm-hmm. so we'll just for for mm-hmm. for this purposes we'll say that. Okay, had a had a great career in the pros. They can't specifically say which professional league, probably for copyright reasons, right. but he was a prof- you know he did really well. Was yep. married to Courtney Cox. Yes, in the movie. Yeah, um, that was a good a, For a minute, for a minute. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. All right, so you went with Paul Crew. I did. My number three, Shane Falco, uh, for, from the replacements over there. As you kind of already mentioned, my player count for him, Matt Ryan, is a little Matt Ryan esque for for Shane Falco. Um, you know, what he get does get knocked down a little bit of a peg. You know, after that loss in the Sugar Bowl you know just didn't try to stick with it you kind of no, wonder about he, the mental capacity you know, you maybe, know. yeah he might maybe he's a little, I can, don't say
1: I don't want to say soft but right. he was living on a boat right and exactly like cleaning
0: which nothing wrong with that no. but that
1: you're like you need to be able to bounce you back you got
0: to have to wonder can he does he stick with it do the times get too tough well he displayed that in the final game coming back showed that i know his knock was the big moments you know can he can he stand up to the big moments I think clearing that hurdle in that final game alleviates some of that. We know he's got the respect of his teammates, so I'm going Shane Falco. Little reminds me a little Matt Ryan-esque on there. So number two,
1: number two, another one that's been mentioned a lot, John Moxon. I'm interested to see who
0: your number one is.
1: I'm interested to see who this person is that you're willing to like. Get into a sword fight with somebody over. Off my board. Okay. So I'm, I'm, that's, to me, I, I just feel like I'm like, I'm playing Minesweeper and I just don't want to land on the mine. Yeah. So I'm like, eh, eh, uh, eh.
0: Okay. So okay. Moxon's your two?
1: Moxon's, as I said, one of the things I like quarterback that's smart, mm-hmm. stepped into a tough spot, usurped a tyrant of a coach.
0: Mm
1: hmm. Yep. Came up with play, came up with his own plays. Mm hmm. No, yep. he he had like the hook and ladder before
0: most teams even knew what it was. Exactly, he's ahead of the curve. Yep, shotgun formation running it in practice.
1: And right, all, so. right. That's what like think about that. That's what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. He was a
0: trailblazer. Yep. Uh, my number two, my player comp is Joe Burrow. For him, he was on your honorable mention, I believe. Junior Floyd. Now, hear me out. Okay. He's young. Yeah, I get it. But he's a young prospect, somebody I can probably sit on the bench for a couple of years to learn from my veteran. Look at that 10-year-old and that form he already has throwing the toilet paper to hands. He's got a pro form already. That's something you can mold. That's something that you can continue to grow. Talent is there. I'm basing it based off the future. He's a future pick, but you can see it. He's got Joe Burrow in him. I like the form already. You work with it. It's a mold of clay. You don't have to do a whole lot with them. The roof is the ceiling for Junior Floyd, Little Giants, my number two. A lot of it's based off projection, but there's there's a lot to like there. There's a lot to like. I see a lot of Joe Burrow in Junior Floyd. So, number one. Number one. Number one, this is the only
1: person... That will be mentioned today. That can literally throw a football over mountains.
0: Okay. Uncle
1: Rico, Napoleon, dynamite.
0: Dynamite. Time, time, time out now, because you said you value smart quarterbacks.
1: I do. I believe this everything. Is not a smart I quarterback. believe everything Uncle Rico says. If he would have got put in, they would have won state. Not a doubt in my mind or his mind.
0: Have you seen his form throwing that? It's stake?
1: amazing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he is kind of Patrick Mahomes with some of those underhand throws, right? Is that, is that would that, that be your yes. player comp? Is Patrick Mahomes? A
1: hundred percent. I think when Enver somebody sees Patrick Mahomes throw, the first thing they think is Uncle Rico.
0: Those underhand Did you see no how he threw that steak? I did. Short armed. Right in the
1: it. back of the head.
0: He's short armed. You know how
1: hard it. it is to throw a piece of meat, <laughs> especially hit somebody on a moving bicycle.
0: Yeah, because it was moving really fast. It
1: was so fast. Yeah. So number one with a bullet, Uncle Rico. Oh,
0: your whole list. Hey, I will say the guy that's not on, um, you didn't list them either. So
1: okay. So I,
0: I I avoid my. It was not Uncle Rico, but Uncle Rico does not qualify for my list because of the f- the throwing form. It just bugs the crap out of me. But it's not a serious movie like the other guys in a serious
1: movie. And it's more of a yeah. It's not a. I mean, Napoleon
0: um, diamond is not a football movie. No. My number one is Jonathan Moxon. For a lot of the reasons you said, the intelligence is there. guy's going to Brown. He actually started off as a running back, then went to quarterback. He's got the running skills, he's got the leadership abilities. he's got creativity. The only downfall I have with Moxon is the passion to play football. I think that's a legit concern. You know, Does he want to play football? for the long term kind of reminds me a little Andrew Luck in in that essence you know my player comp though I've got a little Jalen Hurts because of his mobility with his legs but the mindset a little like Andrew Luck with, with that is the passion there necessarily but you want to talk about a guy that looks like he's chucked the pigskin a few times in his life the form is there balls held up a little too high at times want it down a little bit you know I don't don't want the Jeff Tedford you know, school no, of thought with don't the want ball to use high. The, yeah, the ball is yeah. a pillow. Exactly. So, wanted a little bit, maybe a little bit more down. But other than that, I, there's a lot to like there. The only question I have is the commitment, the passion. That's Does fair. Does he have that passion there? I think that's so, fair. Jonathan Mox is my number one, though. But I will say, I appreciate Varsity Blues for the fact that the two quarterbacks look like they've played quarterback. I, I, I appreciate that so much. It means a lot to me. Deep down here because it's like, okay. It's especially legit. especially in Texas. Yes, exactly. Bingo. Yeah you, you hit it on there. I will say, um, the you know, one guy that I tried to I was like, okay, not not bad. Uh Willie Beeman, I know people had him on for for any given Sunday, but Cap, you know, the veteran quarterback. Uh that was have you seen any given Sunday? I have, but it's been a while. Um so and the the quarterback that Willie Beeman, uh Quaid, Dennis Quaid, I couldn't think of his name. Lefty, there a little bit. You know, he's got the veteran, but again, it's, you know, age. And I know I got Paul Blake on my list, but he's got that shoulder issue. Or I neck keep thinking you're going to say so. Paul Blart. <laughs> so the guy that I will not have on my list at all, at all, it's a good movie, but Joe Kane from the program. I cannot have him on my That guy throws an ugly football. If I'm drafting my quarterbacks and I'm looking at it, his height is an issue. His off-the-field stuff is an issue. His fundamentals are an issue. Throwing for him is an issue. I don't want him on my team. He's off my draft board.
1: Based on what you just said, can
0: I give a player a comp? Yes. Johnny Manziel? Yes. Can't have him. Can't have him on my team. I know he figured it out. And I hope he continues to figure out his off-the-field stuff. But this is a business to win football games. I know he was in the running for the Heisman. I question the Heisman group in there. But watching him try to throw a football has always bugged me about that movie. Can't do it. Joe Kane is not even on my board. Not on my list. And apparently it wasn't even on yours either. No. So, I like that player count, though. Johnny Mandel. So, there's my top five. Plus... I'm sticking to it. So, all right. I'm ready for the hate, though, because everybody loves the program. I like the movie. Joe Kane's just not a good quarterback. He's not a good quarterback. Not going to do it. So, too many stuff. Too much stuff. I don't wipe my hands clean of that. You like my player comp? So, did I do I do. I there? do. Yeah. I do. I was trying to think you of put that. Some was... time. You put some time in there. I did. The Johnny Manziel one and Joe Kane's kind of easy.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a that was little hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, for a second, I thought because of the, uh, trying to think of the, uh, quarterback that you may question their toughness with when he was coming to Falco Mm -hmm. and, but I couldn't think of one offhand, Mm -hmm. but you came up with a good one. So,
0: yeah. All right. Thank you, sir. But Hey, that's going to do it for this episode of the man cave podcast brought to you by High V and Toys and Ford. I'm your host, Dan Casper, as always, and be a friend, tell a friend. Tell people about the Man Cave Podcast. Subscribe to the Man Cave Podcast for free on your favorite podcasting platforms. And while you are there, don't forget to give it a positive review and a five-star rating so others can find the podcast. Until next time, we will chat with you on the next episode of the Man Cave Podcast.